Do you want to align with God's vibes, adapt to a spirit-led lifestyle, and live out of the fullness of God's plans and purposes for your life? This podcast is for you. The good news I have for you is that your time is now. It's time to transform self-sabotage into self-mastery and revolutionize your world. If you're ready to go beyond the ordinary and break out into the extraordinary life God designed for you, you're in the right place. In the God's Vibes podcast, you will find the freedom and permission to stop chasing success the world's way and simply be who God formed, shaped, and anointed you to be. My name is Juliana Page, and my mission is to lead you on the ultimate adventure, aligning and tracking with God so you can radically transform your life from the inside out and build spirit driven success. Using life coaching and biblical and prophetic teaching, I'll show you what it means to dwell in the good land God ordained for your life and train you to be a powerful person who is a walking testimony of what's possible with God. Subscribe to God's Vibes for spirit-filled real talk, hard-hitting truth with a humorous touch that will help you discover who you are in God Dare to press through your seeming limitations and chart a divine path that will renew your dreams and transform your future. It's time to experience true freedom through courage, faith, and self-mastery. I dare you to step out in faith and courageously dive into the purposeful life of trusting God for the impossible. Let's go. Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, how are you doing? I am so glad that you're here. We had a purpose planning masterclass this past week. It was almost an encore of sorts. We did it last year and it was such a hit that we brought it back. And if you missed it, you can grab it and still listen to the replay. Take your time with it. It truly is a different kind of vision boarding party. Like if you've been the person that's cut out (laughs) different images from magazines and put it on a poster board, it's not that. It's better. All right. And there's a lot of power in just assigning and ascribing purpose to every single thing that you're doing. So if you want to catch the replay, we did a lot of great coaching on this as well. That is inside our holiday bundle. We actually, if you don't know, inside Courage Co., which is a free community, www.courageco.org, we've done a masterclass and a three-day challenge every single month this year. Every single one. (laughs) It's been so fun. They've been topics across the board, but it's been real. It's been relevant. It's been arriving right on time. And you can get access to all of them in the holiday bundle. We thought something that would be really fun to do is bundle all of the trainings together at a really silly price and make that available to you before it goes up after the holidays. (laughs) And it won't be as accessible. So we've decided to do that for you. So the Purpose Planning Masterclass is already up in the Courage Co. Masterclass Training Bundle, also known as the Holiday Bundle. So you can grab it there. We also have two more sessions coming up. So you can join us if you get the bundle. You'll also be able to join us live, but you can join us live as well. One, we've got a three-day challenge called the Spirit Driven Entrepreneur. So this is all about doing business God's way. 
and really changing how you show up in the marketplace or maybe even changing your perspective about how you see that in the first place. Then we also are going to have a masterclass called Steward Your Best Life. There's a lot of language around living my best life, and we're going to go in on that (laughs) during this masterclass. We give you a lot of practical tools and wisdom. So you can join us for one or both of those. The first one's going to be next Tuesday, December 12th. And then the other one will be Wednesday, December 20th. So right before the holidays, right before the new year, this will be a beautiful way to finish out the year with us. You can join all of those things inside Courage Co., www.courageco.org. And if you want the replays, you can get the training bundle, which is also over at www.courageco.org. All right, so much fun. Also this week... We are hosting a Spirit-Driven Success Life Coach Certification Information Session. We've done a couple of these already, but if you want to join us live to get all of your questions answered about becoming a certified spiritual life coach, this is your opportunity to do so. I personally value when I can connect with somebody and get all my questions answered. So this is how you can do that. We've got a couple of sessions here before the end of the year and before we shut down applications. So the waitlist is currently open. You can apply for the certification, you can catch one of the information session replays, or you can join us live for an upcoming replay. You can see there is a section called apply for the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification. It's free to get in there. And then there is a link to get all the information emailed to you. And then you can also join us live for an information session. So check all of those things out, www.courageco.org. All right, something that we've been doing, a few of us, at least the folks that are in the God's Vibes Mastermind know about this, maybe some folks that were on the recent Purpose Planning Masterclass, but we are reading a chapter of Luke a day, every single day before Christmas, because there's 24 chapters. So you can catch up, you can start today and you can catch up. But it is really fun to do Bible study like this together. And I'll just give you a couple of things that I've taken away already, which is really fun. But this is a great activity to do so that you are getting into a beautiful routine of meditating on the word, that you are actually paying attention to what this season is, <laughs> what what is celebrated on Christmas, right? And understanding the reason for the season, if you will. So we do something inside Courage Co. There's a section called the Courage Co. Daily Five, and we've got different sections in there to help you build your spiritual foundation from meditating on the word of God to gratitude, journaling, prayer, and also worship. So there are different sections. We give you tools to really deepen any section. And then there's a whole live feed so that you can get inspired and inspire each other. And that's also where we share information like this to give you something practical to do to really build up your your spirit and your faith. So I am somebody that when I'm in my word, I Bible journal. (laughs) But not the way that people that do in a really beautiful pretty way in their journal. They draw and they do all the things. I don't do it like that. I write all over my Bible. I know some people are like, I can't do that. I write in this thing. Okay. And my Bible is big enough, at least one of them for me to write through, but I am going line by line and I'm extracting what is 
real and relevant to me and I'm moving that into a journal and writing about it for later. I am circling words that really break down what words mean to me and I'm underlining things that are important. Sometimes I'll even write things in. So just to give you an idea, just from the first two chapters in Luke, here's some of the things that I want to highlight for you. Now, I think it's really, really interesting is that each of the Gospels, right, have a different perspective. So I think that that's really powerful. And Luke talks a lot about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit wants to be actively involved in every aspect of your life, okay? So I have have really been standing on a particular promise, and Luke talks about it a lot. Nothing shall be impossible with God. So yes, the enemy is going to intimidate you, but you can talk back to him using the word of God, which we recently talked about on one of our episodes here. But a couple of things that I thought were really interesting, even just in the first two chapters of meditating on the word, okay? One, I think that operating in purpose was highlighted here. It says, my purpose is that you may know the full truth and understand with certainty and security against error the accounts or the histories and doctrines of the faith of which you've been informed and in which you have been orally instructed. So this was a, a purpose. Like I, my set purpose is to make sure that I show up and I deliver on this. Okay, so coming off the purpose planning masterclass, I thought that was really, really powerful. And it says that he has searched out diligently and followed things closely and traced accurately the course from the highest to the minutest detail from the very first to write an orderly account for you. So in Luke, that was the objective, okay? That was the way that he positioned himself. That's how he set himself to be effective. He made that decision and set himself accordingly, all right? Now, it also... There was a section where it talked about wisdom, wisdom. Wisdom is the knowledge and holy love of the will of God. What? I loved that as a definition of wisdom. It is the knowledge and holy love of the will of God in order to make ready for God a people perfectly prepared in spirit, adjusted and disposed and placed in the right moral state. How powerful is that? Thought it was interesting that it was clear here, my words are of a kind which will be fulfilled in the appointed and proper time. This is something we talk about a lot here, discerning and knowing times and seasons so that you can really embrace where you're at and engage in your world without FOMO. Okay, (laughs) really, really, really important. And then I think what's interesting, too, is that there's so many instances of an angel of the Lord coming forth and speaking to people and declaring the will of God. Okay, and then the Holy Spirit coming upon these people and validating what the angel said. Right. So we see this specifically with Mary. Right. An angel appeared to her and said that she was going to be the mother of Jesus, right? So think about that just for you. Have you ever asked, have you ever been asked to do something by God that you never expected to do? 
<laughs> in this case, I'm thinking about Mary, right? Like, just put yourself in these positions sometimes and actually think that through, right? Mary was very surprised when an angel told her she'd give birth to the Son of God. But there's keys here, spiritual keys here. Her trust in God and her obedience and cooperation with God's plans and purposes is a great example for all of us to follow, okay? Trust in God, obedience, and cooperation with his plans. That's how you really allow God to work in you as he wants to and know that all the things that he plans for you are for good, okay? So when unexpected things in your life happen or when God is asking you to do something that is beyond you, she gives us some keys. Trust in God. Obey and cooperate with God's plans, okay? That is all coming from the first chapter, and it still goes. So in actual, let's see, in Luke 137, it says, for with God, for with who? Keyword I circled was with. It doesn't say with man, it says with God. For with God, nothing, maybe some things, no, nothing is ever, 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 ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Come on. So I literally, word by word, line by line, this thing. For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So good. Then it also is continuing to talk about how Elizabeth is pregnant and Mary uh, comes to her home and Elizabeth's baby leaps right in the womb in acknowledgement of this gift that Mary is carrying, right? And so that to me is a reminder of who is in your world and who are you building with. So already just from Luke 1, we've got establishing purpose and the importance of that, growing in wisdom, which is the knowledge and holy love of the will of God, walking things through because there is an appointed and proper time for them to come to pass and being filled with the Holy Spirit because that's when you truly become powerful and aligned with God. And when you're aligned with God, nothing is ever impossible. (laughs) Then it says, blessed, which means happy, to be envied, is she who believed, keyword believed, that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. Okay, didn't say, Blessed is she who feared. (laughs) Blessed is she who doubted. Blessed is she who wavered. It says, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. And then Mary said, my soul magnifies and extols the Lord. I love that. Turn that into a personal prayer. My spirit rejoices in God. So good. So, so good. All right. Now, I highlighted some more things. I thought that it was interesting that holiness means divine conce- divine consecration, words, <laughs> and righteousness. So good. Holiness is divine consecration and righteousness, which means in accordance with the everlasting principles of right. So powerful. Okay. Now, in Luke 2, Luke chapter 2, I think something that was really interesting here were the the distinctions between the law of Moses and the law of the Lord. I feel like that is interesting to meditate on. I think it's also 
important to continue to reflect on the fact that when God calls you to do something, he also gives you faith to do it. So, for example, when God spoke to Mary through the angel, there was a gift of faith that came with that word to her from the Lord. So much so that she was able to say, let it be done, right? So Mary knew to really trust, to choose wisdom and not share this with everybody and keep her heart open to obey and cooperate with whatever the Spirit of God wanted to do, okay? And that's that's really great wisdom for us, right? Because a lot of times when we feel like we are receiving inspiration, revelation, something of that nature, we want to go tell some people about it, but not everyone can handle it. So it's really important to have wisdom. And then the other piece that I really enjoyed in Luke 2 is coming from Luke 2.26, And it had been divinely revealed or communicated to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. Okay, and this is talking about Simeon. But again, all throughout Luke, only in the first two chapters right here, though, it's talking about an angel of the Lord coming. What would that be today? A miracle, a sign, and a wonder. Okay, but people see angels, right? This is the thing. Also, Wisdom, knowledge, things that you couldn't possibly know on your own, which is what we're going to actually talk about today, is being divinely revealed or communicated to you. That is available to you today. (laughs) I call it prophetic ministry, okay? But it's divine revelation. A fresh word from the Lord is a rhema word. But you can get downloads from heaven, right? The way I think about that is, why would I settle for logic, reasoning, and understanding when I can get divine revelation communicated to me straight from heaven. Like, I could never be satisfied with that, right? So I I made notes about revelation knowledge. That's what divinely revealed information is. Revelation knowledge, you couldn't know that on your own. And similar to EQ, it is SQ, <laughs> right? You've got this emotional quotient. Well, you have a spiritual quotient, but a lot of people do not talk about that, okay? So really, really think about that. Are you just settling? I mean, for me, I didn't know that, that was possible for a long time, right? But imagine how that can change your life when you know that you can access divinely revealed communication all of the time, okay? Now, the other few pieces that I find are interesting here It's talking a lot about Jesus and his initial years, right? Because we don't really learn a whole lot about Jesus from the time he's born until his ministry starts. But we see a little picture here. It talks about the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and grace, favor and spiritual blessing of God was on him. So me, that's telling me what to pray for, (laughs) personally. Then if you keep going... Jesus early went to sit among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And it said, all who heard him were astonished and overwhelmed and bewildered to with wonder at his intelligence and understanding that he replied with, right? So people saw this child, right? Some didn't even recognize who he was, but they were in awe of what he was able to communicate at such a young age. They're like, wow, like these great teachers can do that. How can you, a child, do that? Okay. Then his parents 
were nervous because he was nowhere to be found. He was right in synagogues listening to God's word. And he had said to them, how is it that you had to look for me? Did you not see and know that it's necessary as a duty for me to be in my father's house and occupied about my father's business? This is purpose again, right? When you know (laughs) what you're here to do, you just get busy about it. And he set himself to be occupied, occupied, full of, in pursuit of his father's business, okay? His parents didn't yet understand what he meant by that. Then it says to close out Luke 2, and Jesus increased in wisdom and broad and full understanding and in stature and years and in favor with God and man. So I wrote all over that one, right? But if you look at it, if Jesus had to increase in wisdom, not just a vague understanding, but a broad and a full understanding and in stature, okay, so that he could actually have some respect and honor from people, right? And years, right? He really had to grow up and learn his own lessons and in favor with God and man, right? What does that tell you about what we also must do? What our journey, what our path might look like, right? We get to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man, but that is dependent on what we choose to pursue and what we're gonna be occupied with, okay? So I encourage you, read a chapter... (laughs) (laughs) of Luke a day and meditate on it. Break it down, circle things, underline things, write things in, highlight things. What is being highlighted to you? What is important and relevant that God wants you to know? Jot that down and really be prayerful and intentional about what God is revealing, okay? So what I thought might be helpful is diving a little bit into the spiritual quotient or divine intelligence, okay? I think it's really, really interesting to start thinking about this, but also really fun when you do. So I think that it would be helpful to pull from the Apostle Paul. So Apostle Paul really is somebody that talked about being renewed in the spirit of your mind. So we often hear like, renew your mind, renew your mind, read your word. You're like, great, get it, but it's rare that we actually have somebody break down the word and show you how to meditate on it, to break it down, to digest it, to really work it out. Like it's like chewing your food (laughs) so that your system can digest it. It's mulling it over your mind, breaking it down so that you can get it into your heart and embrace it in your life, right? But the Apostle Paul talks about being renewed, not just in your mind, but in the spirit of your mind in Ephesians 4.23, okay? And this might seem like simple encouragement, but if you look at it with deeper examination, right, Paul instructs us to renew not the lower dimensions of our thinking represented in modern times by your intelligence quotient, like your IQ or your emotional quotient, your EQ, but the spirit of your mind, okay? So this is your spiritual quotient. Okay. So he says in first Corinthians two, one through five, when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified, living a resurrected life. 
I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. So Apostle Paul has it, okay? Like, he's not out here for me and mine. He's out here so that people get an encounter with God, so that people won't be impressed by him, but on the power of God. Powerful, (laughs) okay? So Paul in 1 Corinthians is making it clear to this Greek congregation that he is proactively restricting himself from accessing the wisdom of man so that he can demonstrate the superior benefits of God's divine power and wisdom. So Paul goes on and teaches them how to access the mind of Christ so that they can think like God. So that's truly what your spiritual intelligence, if you will, your spiritual quotient is. It's what I call God's vibes matter, right? But it's thinking like God. How awesome is that? You get to think like God. If you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you get to operate like God. He says, yet we do not speak wisdom among those who are mature. Oh, I'm sorry. We do, (laughs) because those who are immature would not get it. We do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which was none of the rulers of this age None of them have understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. So, what's happening here? For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but by those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit. People in your world that don't know God aren't going to get the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, right? And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. The Holy Spirit is who helps us understand spiritual things. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? Who is above God that can give God wisdom? I mean, come on. But we have the mind of Christ. This is 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 16. So powerful. So Paul is speaking here and he begins with insights with the fact that we have access to a dimension of wisdom that is otherworldly and inaccessible to those who don't know God. Okay, and he makes a few observations of the wisdom, which I'll share here. But 
I find that interesting, right? Because I just shared (laughs) from Luke with you, right? And it's talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's talking about divine wisdom. It's talking about Jesus growing in this wisdom, okay? And if we have Jesus as a model, that is also what is available to us, okay? And as we're occupied with the Father's business, we get access to his secrets. So powerful. So number one about divine wisdom, it's a mystery, (laughs) which is the Greek word mysterion, meaning secret doctrine. In fact, Paul goes on to tell the Corinthians, let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. So good. 1 Corinthians 4.1. So think about that. You get to be a steward of the mysteries of God. Okay. If you haven't understood being an ambassador for Christ, maybe you get, you get to be a steward of the mysteries of God. We are actually stewards of the intellectual properties of God. Okay. This is relevant to those that are creators, right? Your content is intellectual property, but we get to be actual stewards of intellectual properties of God. So that's why, you know, when people talk about people copying, plagiarizing, all those things, people can't copy you. (laughs) Not the unique expression that you are partnered with God, right? And you have access to the intellectual property of God, which doesn't run out, right? So Really, really think about that. Two, it's hidden from unbelievers, but available for believers. Solomon put it this way. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Proverbs 25, 2. So God hides things from us on purpose. Okay? This is on purpose. So it is on us to actually seek out the mysteries, right? But many do not. Many do not. And that's why not everybody operates in spiritual intelligence, right? And number three, it displays our glory. In the days of King Solomon, God's infinite wisdom was put on display for the Queen of Sheba, leaving her stunned and breathless, okay? And many things, right? She was probably very hard to impress. Likewise, the wisdom of God's Holy Spirit is to be demonstrated through his people to the world around us. This divine demonstration not only brings glory to God, it also glorifies his people. It's probably important to mention here, right, that Jesus prayed, the glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. John 17, 22. God shares his glory with his sons and daughters. What? (laughs) I don't know about you, but this makes me hungry for God, right? Like there's this mystery that you can run after. You get to be a steward of these mysteries of God. God's vibes, okay? It's hidden from unbelievers, but available for believers. That's why it's a beautiful invitation to seek out these mysteries, right? Like it's like treasure hunting with God. And then it also is a beautiful way that we get to display God's glory because he shares it with his sons and daughters, right? The kingdom is not built on selfishness and competition. It's on honor and giving. Very, very different, okay? So to really understand this extraordinary teaching (laughs) that comes from meditating on the word, right? It's important to note 
in 1 Corinthians 2 that there are other um, quotes from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. And these provide a beautiful contrast between believers who live before the cross and believers who live through the power of the cross, who are born again and live as new creations. Big, big difference, okay? And this divine disparity is also evident in those who today have not yet accepted Christ and therefore have not yet experienced the transforming power of the cross in their lives. And this relegates them to drawing only from the wisdom of man and excludes them from the mind of Christ. Okay, so really, really powerful. In the passage, the prophet Isaiah makes a strong statement about the fact that no one knows the will of God. He proclaims that eye has not seen and ear has not heard the things God wants to do for his people. Yet, Paul answers the prophet of old by making it clear that those things they did not know back then, we know now because we have God's spirit within us. Come on. (laughs) So good, right? His spirit gives us access to his mind and thoughts. Isaiah the prophet goes on to ask a profound question. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? Paul answers in effect here, we know we have the mind of Christ. (laughs) Who can instruct us, right? So how do we actually have God's mind? Paul says that the Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God and that the Holy Spirit lives in us. So We have access to God's spirit and having that access essentially gives us the ability to think like God, right? If you are a follower of Christ, you can and should think like God. That's true spiritual intelligence, okay? It's way better than Google, (laughs) right? Truly, 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 truly. So here are some symptoms. We're told that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? Like seeking out this spiritual intelligence. Here are some symptoms of having a transformed mind if you're just curious. Number one, you are full of hope, okay? You're not like Petty Penina or Debbie Downer. You are full of hope. You are full of life. The impossible actually seems reasonable to you. (laughs) Like you become one of those weirdos. Like you actually are willing to pursue things that are crazy, and foolish to somebody in the natural. In fact, if you're really not pursuing anything that's impossible, God's probably not on it. But the impossible starts to seem reasonable to you. You live in peace and you don't worry. Your speculations are positive. So you know that God is good. You know that God has good plans for you. And if it doesn't look good, he's not done yet. So you're not going to spend all your time worrying and wavering. You're just going to be busy about his business and what you can control, and you're going to trust him with the details that he's working on, which is usually the when, the timing, and the how, okay? You like yourself, weird, and even rejoice in your weakness, knowing that when and where we are weak, God is strong. (laughs) I know this might be, I can feel it. I know this might be a radical concept for some of you, right? It was for me too, and still is when you come up on a you know, limitation that's in your life still that God wants to blow up, right? You're like, wait a minute, like this weakness is a good thing? This doesn't make sense. I spent my whole life hiding my weaknesses and acting like I was bionic somehow, right? But now you want me to rejoice in this? What? Yeah, you actually start liking yourself when you have your own back and when you don't have to hide 
parts of yourself. You are quick to forgive and you freely give others grace and mercy. You are confident and thankful. I like to say Godfident, right? Because I, I really deeply believe apart from God, I am nothing. Apart from God, I can do no good thing. So that, to me personally, makes me live with a different awe and reverence for God. So there's less confidence in self, but confidence in me partnered with God. Okay? You believe in others and give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and you know how to think tri-dimensionally. Super fun, right? So this is a broad spectrum of the renewed mind, but it gives you some, some, some ways, some things to work with, right? Really, really consider that. That's what you have access to when you're renewing your mind. It is no small thing. No small thing, okay? And then here are five things to remember about divine thinking. Number one, at first, natural thinking will often challenge our ability to build neuropathways to divine thinking, new new ways of thinking, okay? Because metaphorically speaking, we have six-lane freeways already built into our lower levels of intelligence, neuroscience, all right? But at first, natural thinking will often challenge our ability to start thinking spiritually, to start embracing divine thinking. At first, it's like, what? No, we can't do that. That's insane, right? Like your brain will do that. Your brain is not trained. Okay. It's been trained to fear. It hasn't been trained to really embrace divine thinking the way we are in the world. Two, oftentimes God thinks outside the laws of physics. He is this superior reality. Okay. And many of his solutions transcend the laws of nature, the facts and natural reason. (laughs) So, Leaning on your own understanding and your logic, this is why it says, do not lean on your own understanding. Do not reason your way. It can be unnerving, right, to wait on God, only to have him give you a resolution that takes extreme faith and could cause more trouble with people than the situation you are trying to resolve in the first place. Okay, this is really, really challenging, but do you really want the will of God? (laughs) (laughs) and to be obedient, or do you want to play it safe? Okay, but often it's going to be outside of what you could ever come up with on your own. Renewing our minds through biblical meditation so that we think like God is life transforming. Renewing the spirit of our minds in such a way that we are mirroring God's thoughts concerning situations, circumstances, people, or things. Okay, Renewing the spirit of your mind is really about learning to hear the voice of God by allowing time for your spirit to build a friendship with the Holy Spirit and ultimately bond spirit to spirit. So with new babies, right, they've got skin to skin. It's similar when you think about how close you can get to God, spirit to spirit. But if you're not allowing that time to connect, to listen to God, to develop prophetically, right? The prophetic is all about hearing and receiving information from God. So if you're not diving into that, if you're not creating space to hear from God and to really connect with God, how much of that are you actually going to retain? And then also to highlight here, biblical meditation is different than meditation that you might hear about from 
other modalities, okay? So a lot of meditation teaches you to empty your mind and to just let thoughts float away and observe your thoughts, right? That's a lot of times what meditation will teach you. Biblical meditation is not that. It's actually filling your mind (laughs) on purpose with the truth of God and meditating on it, breaking it down, really mulling it over in your mind, getting an understanding of it so that you access a new reality, And that that new reality becomes more familiar to you than what you're living in. And lastly, much like any other relationship, building a friendship with the Holy Spirit takes time. It does. It just does. There's simply no substitute for experience. And we begin the process by asking the Holy Spirit what he thinks about various things throughout our day. And when we listen spirit to spirit... He answers us like what? So just like you would talk to somebody important to you, you can be talking to the Holy Spirit throughout your entire day and he will give you wisdom. He will reveal things to you. He will communicate with you and you will grow in trusting that. Okay. Now, I think the other piece that's really important is there's the scripture that talks about being seated in heavenly space, in heavenly places. Okay. So I want to offer that as you are growing in your spiritual intelligence, you start living from heaven towards earth, right? We are not from here, (laughs) right? We're from a different kingdom having an earthly experience, right? So how do you live from the kingdom you're from toward the earth, okay? So it really is important to think about a couple of things. One, the Bible teaches us when it comes to heaven that there's three heavens. And this might be the first time you're hearing this, okay? But there's three heavens according to the Bible. One, there's the first heaven. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. This is the invisible world, the dimension that our five senses are acutely tuned into, the natural realm that we are all aware of and interact with on a daily basis first heaven. Okay. Then you go up another layer, second heaven. Our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Ephesians 6, 12. The apostle Paul said that there are evil forces in heavenly places. That might be new as well. Let's be clear. There are no demonic, satanic, or evil forces in God's heaven, okay? Thus, this realm is the one where Satan rules, the second heaven, okay? And this is why prayer is so powerful. We've got to get through some realms here, all right? Third heaven. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or out of the body I do not know, God knows, Such a man was caught up to the third heaven. And I know how such a man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. God knows. Who caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which a man is not permitted to speak. 2 Corinthians 12, 2. Paul the apostle reveals through his own spiritual experience that there is a third heaven two levels above our earthly experience and one level above the satanic realm, okay? So all that to say, where you sit, (laughs) where you are seated matters. What you are renewing yourself to 
what you are tuning your spirit to matters. Okay, so here is a third heaven revelatory journey through scripture in Ephesians 1.18, okay? This is another profound passage by Paul. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. There are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So this is really interesting. <laughs> Paul is literally praying that our hearts would be enlightened. Enlighten is photosynthesis in Greek, photizo, okay? So that's the process plants use, right, to convert light energy to chemical energy to, flu to fuel the organism's activity. Paul is praying that God's light, okay, in Ephesians 1.18, Paul is praying that God's light would photizo <laughs> in our hearts, or maybe more clearly, that his light would fuel us. Converting light to revelation. Powerful. And this is really spiritual intelligence, right? The impact of the light of the world on humanity. Not just that we can see, but that we become the essence of his revelation. This is how we become the light of the world, as we know in Matthew 5, 14. His light works in us, but God's divine purpose is that it also works through us. Isaiah, the prophet, right, also prophesied this photizo dynamic some 500 years before Christ was born. Insane. Isaiah 60, verse 1. I love this verse. You probably have heard this verse. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear on you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. We are commanded to arise and shine. And it's important to note that the prophet does not say, arise and reflect. <laughs> he says, arise and shine. Okay? So God is not just revealing truth to us. He's putting the spirit of revelation in us so that we become co-revealers of truth. We're stewards of divine mysteries. We're co-revealers of truth. I always thought it was fun. One of my undergrad degrees was in journalism, right? Which was all about informing the public good in the study of truth. The irony, <laughs> right? Being a truth teller, okay? He is giving us spiritual intelligence in a way that will attract the world. In Paul's prayer for revelation in Ephesians, he prays that we would gain three specific insights. He prays that we would know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards those who believe? And Paul said these three revelations are 
in accordance with, or in other words, in order to understand the revelation of the first three, our calling, inheritance, and power, we must understand that they are rooted in the list of powerful truths that follow them. And these are truths are to the spirit world. What are the laws of physics to the natural world? Okay. So it is simply impossible to understand the power of the gospel and the authority of a believer without truly grasping the full revelation of this declaration. So here are the truths that he says. Number one, the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So it isn't just that God raised Jesus from the dead, as Jesus was not the first one to be raised from the dead. Consider Lazarus, for instance, right? It is the fact that when God raised Jesus from the dead, believers all rose with him. This is the strength of his might, the profound truth that changed our lives forever. Two, the Father seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Our Heavenly Father positioned Christ far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. If we were ever to discover life on another planet, <laughs> Jesus would still be in charge of it, okay? If there are paralleled universes, realms, or any other strange creature living in some dimension that we... Can't even imagine at this point, that is still in submission to Christ, okay? And it seems weird, yet in the book of Revelation, <laughs> there's God's strange pets that hang out around the throne. I think anything is possible if that's possible. Three, he put all things in subjection under his feet. In other words, the most, the most insignificant believer in the body still has authority over the most powerful evil principality in the cosmos. So powerful. And number four, he gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So this intense demonstration of our identity in God stands on the shoulders of the truth that everything is under Christ's feet and he's in charge. God raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ. This reality should inspire us <laughs> to live without fear and with a conviction that all darkness, opposition, and spiritual oppression are defeated by Christ. Really, really powerful. Okay, so here's some symptoms of what it's looked like when you're actually sitting in your seat. Okay, so I get it. Like if you're one of those practical people like me, <laughs> how do I know if I'm living from earth or from heaven? Got you. Here are seven symptoms that you were living from earth towards heaven. And I'm going to give you seven symptoms that you're living from heaven towards earth. Okay, so here is how you know your spiritual IQ might need some tuning up, okay? Number one, you worry a lot. Number two, you feel like a powerless victim and you have a big devil and a little god. Yeesh. Three, you don't think you have anything to contribute to making the world a better place. Four, you're convinced that every year the world is getting worse. Five, all of your prayers are in reaction to a bad circumstance. Six, you have no vision for the future. Seven, you struggle with low self-esteem and a poverty mentality. Yikes, right? Thank God we can be seated somewhere else. 
Here are seven symptoms that you're living from heaven towards earth, okay? You're seated in heavenly places. You're not in this first heaven. You're not grappling in the second one. You're seated in the third heaven, okay? One, you believe God can do the impossible and you think like he does. So good. (laughs) Two, you live with a 100-year vision and plan to leave a legacy to your children's children, okay? You're not just living for you. Three, the world's troubles only serve to challenge you to think big and bring God's ideas to the table. It's like the right amount of pressure, okay? Four, you view devil encounters as a compliment to the fact that you are doing something worth resisting, and you see these encounters as opportunities to win, right? The devil comes at you one way, you better make him limp back kind of a mentality, Five, you know you are a son or a daughter of the king. Therefore, you carry yourself like royalty. Not just anything goes here. You're not just following trends like you are carrying yourself like royalty. You're not forcing and pushing and trying to make things happen. Like royalty moves different. Think about that. How does royalty move? Number six, the commission to disciple nations positively affects your prayer life as you shape history on your knees. And seven, you look for God's perspective on current events and you refuse to let the media or a political or religious spirit shape your mindset or cloud your worldview. Woo! Man, (laughs) I encourage you to step up into your heavenly seat if that's not where you're living from already or to really allow this word to inspire you right? There is this place for you on the throne and God's excited for you to experience using the authority Jesus purchased for you on the cross, right? But not everyone will seek and pursue it, but you can. And when you hear those symptoms of being seated there, that's a totally different life. And that's really inspiring to me personally. Okay. So a couple of things to encourage you. One, A great way to meditate on the word right now, if you're kind of like, I don't know where to jump in, read right now, read a chapter of Luke a day, read a proverb a day, but get into your word. That doesn't probably take much longer than 15, 20 minutes if you do both of those things together a day. Can you offer that to develop your spiritual life? And you can ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, right? divinely communicate with you about what you're reading and you can turn this into prayer as well. Okay. So you could even say from Luke today, God help me like you did with Jesus increase in wisdom and understanding and in favor with God and man in Jesus name. Okay. If you get a revelation of that verse, you can turn it into a prayer and a declaration. (laughs) I'm growing in wisdom and favor and with God and man in Jesus name. See the difference? So you can ask God to help you pray, (laughs) right? And you can also intercede God's will. God, help my children to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with you and with people. Beautiful way to be interceding for those that you love, right? So you can embrace that exercise here, that practice as we are finishing out the year. You can also start considering what are you motivated and living by, okay? Are you living in reasoning and logic? Are you living in emotion? These could be the barriers to progress in some ways, 
So when you get access to divine intelligence, right? When you start accessing spiritual intelligence, things that you couldn't possibly know on your own, but God's mind. And when you start thinking with God's mind, your reality changes, you change. Okay. And so does your world. So really, really think about that. What can you actively do to get occupied like Jesus with God's business? My hope is that a message like this is inspiring you to think a little bit bigger. I don't know about you. I wasn't raised in the church, um, so I didn't really know (laughs) what I had access to. And when I started figuring it out, I was like, why does no one know this? Why does nobody teach this? This is a big deal. Well, let it inspire you because... God is a God of acceleration, right? He's a God that restores the years. He redeems the time. And a lot of times he does that through what he gives you access to now. So how can you actively position yourself to partner with God? Think about it. What right now are you a revealer of? What right now are you a steward of? You could be a steward of the mysteries of God and a revealer of God's truth in a beautiful way. You can grow in his image and likeness, right? Like as you're reading the word and growing in that enlightenment, right? A photosynthesis of sorts is happening to you. You are getting new fuel, (laughs) new energy. You are literally being energized by the spirit to go and do what pleases God. Amazing. And that just comes from reading your word. So hopefully this is offering a new perspective about why diving in your word is not a boring thing and it's not just jargon that you can't understand. With the spirit, you can understand it and he can make it plain and enlighten the eyes of your understanding and activate you into living from third heaven on earth and being seated there. So, so powerful. Think about how that might change your world. So you might need to listen to this again. But this might be inspiring your seek in a different way. So my encouragement would be to let this hunger fuel you. Start thinking about what you can prioritize in your life. How much space can you make to grow spirit to spirit, like skin to skin? How close to God can you get? He's close. He's pursuing you. He's available. But will you pursue him? Will you seek the kingdom first and allow him to add all the other things to you? My encouragement would be do it. (laughs) All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside Courage Co. Join us for a prayer call. We got a prayer call this week on Wednesday morning. Join us for weekly small groups. Join us for these live trainings that we have. Get plugged into the mastermind right now. It is 30% off insane. So get in there. That's like Holy Spirit boot camp. That's a great way to go deeper into the things of God in a very practical and experiential way that's building. All right. It's all about having this intimacy with God. It's your identity. It's about how you co-create with God. It's about how you activate this creative influence that you have and how you multiply your impact. It's very, very powerful. You actually get the Courage Co. training bundle for free just as a bonus when you are in there and so many other bonuses like the declaration deck and a bunch of free courses. So it's a really powerful program with weekly live coaching. Or you can also join us in the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification Program if you are an aspiring life coach or even an existing Christian life coach that really wants to bring prayer, the prophetic, your faith, 
into what you do, this program is for you. So you can find all of that inside CourageCo, www.courageco.org. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into CourageCo yet, what are you doing? CourageCo is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.